0: to be this is small town music this is big town music he's ahead of his time you know but he can't use it if he could prove it well tomorrow's just a song a
1: song a song hey everybody welcome to rock solid the comedy podcast for all things music both new and classic i'm pat francis and today i'm doing something a little bit different as you know uh the thing that i makes my podcast unique is that since I live in Los Angeles, I'm able to get, you know, our musical guests in studio with me in person. It's uh it's just, it's just a geography thing. If you live in Nashville or New York, I'm sure you could do the same thing, you know, but you know, a lot of musicians live here in Los Angeles. So that's always been uh, my thing. And it's always been the way we do things here at the rock solid podcast. However, we are in a pandemic and so I have finally relented to uh, doing things via Zoom. So I'm happy to present today's episode with founding member, lead singer of Styx, Mr. Dennis DeYoung. He's got a great album out right now called 26 East Volume 1. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about his whole entire career, and you guys can listen to that right now. So where are we uh, where are we chatting from? You live uh, in Chicago proper?
2: No, I I live about 17 miles outside the city. Um you know, uh been here 20 years before that I lived um you know, about 30 miles from the city. I raised my kids out in the boonies.
1: Right. But and you've um, been but you've been Chicago area based ever since you were a kid. My whole life. Your whole
2: life. Born and raised, never left. Never moved away. Uh, just, just stayed here. You know, it's, uh, uh, it's. I'm a Midwest guy. I'm a Chicago guy. You know, everything. You know, your house <clears throat> is a house. A home is where your friends and family are. And so, where the, are you located? I'm, in your library.
1: I'm in. Uh, this is my office. But I'm in. I'm in Los Angeles. I moved. I moved here from Chicago about 25 years ago. Where'd you live? I lived in the last place I lived was Oak Park. Yeah, but I lived down. Sh- yeah. But I, yeah. I, I met my wife and had our babies out here. So this is home for me now. Sure. Yeah,
2: absolutely. You know, once again, the house is where the family and the friends are. That's all. Absolutely.
1: So let me add. So who are you quarantining with at home? Who's who's at home with you? The wife.
2: My wife of 50 years and she, I don't, she's nuts. She's insist. She's insisted upon the six foot distancing thing, even the house even during sex. And she said, it's never been better.
1: This, yeah, this, uh, this might be a godsend for her. She might've been wishing for this for a long time.
2: You know, this has brought out the worst in all of us, but anyway,
1: let's, um, see, I have to ask who you're quarantining with. That's like what we do in Hollywood. When you walk the red carpet and people say, what are you wearing? So now we're like, who are you quarantining with? Like is George, is George Clooney there with you?
2: Yeah, well he's in the back. Have you seen uh, this seen this sweatshirt?
1: I can I can see I can't see the letters what is it USC and are you are you a USC fan? No uh,
2: it was so goddamn cold in, in an American um, terminal uh, and I had to wait four hours for a plane I went in the store and bought it anyway um, um, what
1: well, comes in handy thing, in Chicago
2: This thing this thing here this morning it marched into my bedroom and demanded that I wash it. So I finally had to. <laughs> uh,
1: Dennis, uh, I love your sense of humor. I love that you bring it. I love that you bring it to the stage too. Because I saw you out here in August of 2018 at the John uh, Anson Ford Theater when you. Oh, play.
2: it's beautiful. When love you, that place.
1: So great. It's um, it's a oh. it's a tiny venue, but it's an outdoor venue. It's beautiful. The acoustics are great, and you played uh, Grand Illusion, top to bottom. And then augmented the set with, uh, you know, your other hits, and um, you and I made a connection that night. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if you remember this. You probably don't because you, you know, things happen every night when you're on the road. But I collect autographs. I get albums autographed, and then I, I hang them on my wall. I frame them and I hang them on the wall. So I did not have a Dennis D Young autograph. So I brought two albums with me that night. And my friend said, uh, "How are you going to get those signed?" And I said, "Well, at the the last song, I'm just going to walk to the front of the stage, and I'm going to hold them up, and we'll see what happens." So, uh, I, you, you signed you signed the uh, the Desert Moon, and you signed the uh, the Grand Illusion.
2: I think um, you know I I like to say I remember it. People do that. <laughs> yes. Hand me right. I always sign them if I have time. Um, the, here's the thing <clears throat> it's easy to be a big shot once you get there. Yeah. The thing is, there are no big shots in music without fans. And you can never lose sight of the fact that everything you have in this beautiful house that I'm sitting in was um, responsible. The people responsible for it were people like yourself who just, you know, for whatever reason, you heard that you heard the music and you thought, I got to have some of that. That makes me feel good. Right. So, to, you know, to um, to think it's really all about you is so foolish because music is uh, a, a communicative process. I make it. You listen. Right. If I make it, you don't listen. What's the deal? I'm in my basement. You know what I mean? Uh, working on my uh, my uh, ping pong skills. <laughs> so uh, that's basically it for me. Um you know, the only time you'll catch me in the bim, if I'm on the road and it's, you know, 10 below zero, you've been waiting outside, even then I'll try to accommodate you. But if I'm sick, I... Yeah, I, forget I, it. I, I, I gotta go. I'm yeah. old. I'm 73. <laughs> what do you want from me, for Christ's sake? You know. And um, <laughs> but, yeah. as, I,
1: as I walked down there and I held the albums up, there was a guy behind me. I don't know who it was, but he I could hear him. He said it loud enough for me to hear. He said, no way, dude. He's never going to sign those. And in my head, I'm like... Well, let's give it a shot. You, and um, and you know, look, if you wouldn't have signed them, no harm, no foul. I I know that I'm in I'm intrusive, but uh, but it was a real thrill, and I I really did appreciate it. And what you did was I had Grand Illusion on top, and you signed that one, and then you could feel that there was another one underneath, and you pulled it aside, <coughs> and you saw Desert Moon, and you looked at me, and you nodded at me like, yeah, you're a fan. So that was yeah. cool. I loved it. I know.
2: Uh, did I sign your
1: underpants I hope not uh no I, but you know what that was that was underneath desert moon but you just didn't look I, I have it's, it's been embarrassing <laughs> so Dennis this new album 26 East volume oh. one is incredible and if, if I didn't fe- thank you very
2: much good night I have nothing to add to that <laughs> honey heat up the spaghetti uh, this interview is finished.
1: And here's what, here's how, you know, I'm, I'm honest with you is because if I didn't think that I wouldn't have reached out and tried to get you on my podcast, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Because what are you going to say to something you hate? What
1: what am I going to say? You know, I, 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 I mean, I could talk about all your old stuff. Sure. And that's fantastic. But when, when I'm going to call you a veteran artist, when a veteran artist releases new music, it's uh, and it's great. It's thrilling for the fans. And when, when Dennis D. Young releases a new solo album, it's almost it's almost like a surprise. Like your last solo album, 100 years from now, that seemed to come out of nowhere. I didn't know you were going to release an album. And this this thing seemed to come out of nowhere. So what's the process? Are you are you always writing music or does someone have to uh, prod you a little bit to make you do an album?
2: I'm goal oriented. If, 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 if there's no goal, I'll, I'll watch Law and Order reruns and eat pizza. I don't get, you know. Uh, I don't have to prove anything anymore. Exactly. As a young young man, I was ambitious and had to prove that I was worthy of stranger's love because I was so desperate for attention. But at this point in my life, I think, you know, I'm pretty happy saying, if you like me, check that over there. That's what I did. Right. Uh, This one. Jim Peterick from Eyes of March and Survivor, he kept bugging me about making new music. And uh, I had done a double live CD and a DVD. Frontiers Records did it. And the, the president, Serafino, had asked me to make a, a studio album. And I said, this is 2016. Yeah. 15, whatever it was. I said, why? <laughs> why would I do that? And look, rock and roll's dead. Face facts. There's no radio. Yeah. For new music. It's, it's pop stars of one, um, rap, country. They still go forward. Rock people going. <sniffs> I don't know. So um, And all the people that come to the Ford Theater are old like you. Yeah, And they want to be reminded of the greatest times in their life. That's what I provide. So I thought, this is a fool's errand. I have to write this stuff. I have to perform it, produce it, mix it. I do all that stuff. And I thought, who needs this? This is too much like a job. If I could communicate, you told me there's 50,000 people. They don't have to buy, but 50 or 100,000, they go, they can't wait to hear this. And it could be validated. I'm in. But I'm not going to do it for, you know, for laughs. There's no laughs involved. Right. Uh, So Peter kept nagging me like an old shrew. The world needs your music. I said, it does not. Have them text
1: me. Have the whole world, and and then I'll do it. And then he even got you to sing a song on his last album, uh, Proof of Heaven.
0: Tell me all you know Whisper in my ear The secrets of the universe We're dying all to hear I promise not to tell Just my wife Please explain the mystery They call the afterlife Cause I believe, I believe I tell myself
2: That was, that was because after he convinced me to do it, that was one of the songs we wrote together. Okay. And then I gave it to him for his record. Um, it was supposed to be on my, this album, uh, 26 East. But he was so thrilled uh, when when I gave it to him, you know, he actually came over and did my lawn for a month. So, um, you know, Peterick, he lives three blocks from me, literally. And that's why I live in a gated community, because who needs that?
1: load showing up is he is he always coming over trying to get you to dye your hair purple
2: you don't know this but that's his that's his natural color when he was a baby was born (laughs) then his mother started dyeing his hair brown only in the last 10 15 years did he let it go purple (laughs) this guy piece of work how can we make such good music look at him i don't know Uh, he's a dear friend and i owe him everything for making me do this record because guys like you have come out of the woodwork. I just got off the phone with, uh, where was it, Northern England.
3: Unbelievable. And uh, people
2: are raving about the record everywhere. And I thought, How did, what? People who write never rave about me, they go, oh, we'll tolerate him if somebody likes him. What? So uh, Peter Rick's responsible for that. But like I said before, if you hate this record, it's Peter Rick's fault. If you love it, it was all my doing.
1: All right, well, it's, uh, it, again, it's fantastic. You uh, you, you produced this thing yourself. You wrote or co-wrote every single song. You know, it kicks off with East of Midnight, which is, uh, it's just a killer opening track.
0: Feeling lost like everyone Thinking I was the only one Like a tiny spoke wheel just spinning round I was looking for shot. When I heard that sound And it came alive, And it was all that I ever needed was reply When the rock began to roll and I survived And now
1: I loved it so much. And sometimes again, I'm going to call you a veteran artist, but sometimes when a veteran artist releases a new album, the first song is amazing. And then the rest of the album, maybe not so much, but this thing just keeps moving along. Thank you. There's a train on the cover. This thing's just moving like a train. Uh, And then, and then you end it, you give the fans this AD 2020, which is a little nod to the paradise theater album. And that actually kind of made the hair on the back of my neck stand up a little bit. It was, it gave me a thrill and a chill. It was so cool. So I thank you for Um, that.
2: I, I wrote, I, when I started, when I decided I was going to do it, I knew that's how I was ending. Mm -hmm. That was, that was step one. It's going to end with that. I'm going to say, thanks. Uh, It's goodbye. Uh, It's not good night. And you know, To all the fans. It gave me this life that I lived. I mean, this house, this, all the stuff I have are due to them. And I wanted to give, you know, once Peter convinced me, let me wave goodbye. I just didn't disappear.
0: And so my friends I'll say goodbye For time has claimed its prize But the music never dies Just listen and close your eyes And welcome to paradise
2: Right. Nobody knew 100, 100, 100 years from. I was even recorded. It's awesome. It was my it was, it was my finest work to date, and um, it was with the record company that you know they 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 did, did nothing, right? Nothing was done, and I. That's when I said to myself, "I've had it."
1: Yeah, that's the, that's disappointing.
2: I'm going away. I don't need this.
1: Um. Because that was a great album, and if um and if you didn't if you didn't know how to find it or you know search the web or check Dennis D Young news, you you didn't know that album was released, and it's fantastic. So
2: that's why I was reluctant. But you know, um, twenty twenty was the beginning of the album for me. I'm mm-hmm. going um, I'm gonna end it, and then I just worked backwards. And uh, Jim and I wrote eighteen songs. Wow, because. Like I said, it was a concept album, and the concept was Don't Suck. That was it. And uh, because songs are everything, people can make an album that sounds like something you might like, but ultimately that wears out. You want to hear a song? Um, We're both professional songwriters, Jim and I. Yeah. You can check the biography.
1: I mean, Um, yeah, I mean, the hits that you and Jim Peter have amassed, it's it's ridiculous.
2: So um, we were in a room together and we just kept writing. We never argued. We, it was a a, a perfect collaboration. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, a a typical thing would be if I did something that was, you know, he thought, Oh my God, that was so great. What you just came up with. They go like, fuck you. You know, that was (laughs) was our relationship. Right. You know, that's what a guy thing. How dare you do something that good. I'm sitting here. (laughs) So that's how we, we handle each other. And, um, You know, two guys. I'm 73. I think he's going to be 70. Maybe. I mean, he's younger than me. I'm way better looking, but uh, it worked out good. Listen, I've had four reviews call it a masterpiece. Nobody ever said that. We made masterpieces. Sticks Mm -hmm. did. Sure. We did. Nobody ever wrote that. They wrote the opposite. But you, they were idiots. But you
1: knew nothing. You knew they were masterpieces because four of those albums go triple platinum, four in a row go triple platinum. That's unheard of.
2: You'd like somebody to write it down for history. <laughs> and that's the these guys are poo poo faces. How can there's the review we read all the time? We go play uh, you know, the the Enormo Dome, sell it out, people screaming for three hours. Yeah. And then morning we read it in the newspaper, how can an artist like Bruce Springsteen be playing the Little Performing Arts Center and guys like this sell out? I thought what does that got to do with Yeah. What does Bruce have? or whatever that was they were they were fashioning well why we like punk you're an idiot <laughs> what did punk ever prove what did grunge ever, after you got these people write ran after that and wrote about it uh, they, uh, shut up you know nothing
1: well here's what, what i've you like nobody else likes here's what i've gone through all my life dennis you know people talking about the 90s and and beyond and the 70s and the 60s and i love late 70s 80s music and you, you get made fun of all I get made fun of all my life. And now now I can say, what music do you still hear? What music stands the test of time? It's all the bands that I love sticks, the cars, cheap trick, journey, all of this stuff. You know,
2: those people who said that to you, don't buy them dinner and they're full of shit and they're wrong. They can't be wrong with their opinion.
1: Right. They can't be wrong the, with your opinion.
2: In the grand scheme of history. They're fucking wrong by any metric. Agree. It's still in movies. It's still on the radio. It's in the culture. <clears throat> it's played constantly. We lived happily
0: forever. So the story goes. But somehow we missed out. I'm a part of gold. But we'll try.
1: commercials uh, sporting events everywhere
2: why you know, people you think, you think people who make movies and uh, choose mu- uh, music for commercials don't know that they're trying to appeal to a bunch of people
1: <laughs> yeah exactly
2: um, hey let's not talk about the press that you know it, this is what they did so when people i'm not used to all this these accolades over uh, an album
1: Well, well you know you're not using, getting, you're, you're not used to the written accolade you're you're obviously no. used to it from the fans
2: but, you know, write it down for history. And, um, you know, all these wonderful reviews. Who might I disagree?
1: I'm not going to. I'm glad they like it. Here's another thing. Your voice, and, and again, I saw you live a year and a half ago. Your voice is phenomenal still. What what are you doing? What do you, What is your, do you have a trick? Is it just natural ability? What are you doing to, because, I mean, again, Sometimes a veteran artist records a new album and I listen to it and I'm like, oh, his, his voice is losing a little bit. You don't seem to have lost anything off your voice.
2: Well, thank you very much. I, um, I'm very appreciative.
1: <laughs> I
2: don't know. I didn't do drugs, didn't drink, mm-hmm. I didn't smoke. I know I had something given to me and I, I, you know, I protected it. I valued it. Um,
1: it's your instrument. Dumb,
2: dumb, stupid luck as part of it, you know, nobody taught, uh, you know, you got something, you can just do that thing. And that's what, that's what happened to me. Um, so I, I'm, I'm fortunate.
1: Yeah. It's, well, it's phenomenal. It's, it's terrific. Thank you. Uh, second track on the new album, 26 East. Also, it's called volume one. Is there a, is there a volume two coming?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we had so many songs, the record company wanted them all. We didn't think that was gonna happen. So they they said they're gonna divide them into two. And I said, is there money involved? <laughs> 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 he said, Well, that'll be your pleasure. I said, Okay, make two. I don't care. So there'll be another one.
1: Well, I love uh, I love I love Frontiers Records. I, I I buy tons of albums that they release because they really know how to to service you guys and and do this right. So, you know, Bravo Frontiers Records.
2: Well, the album—if you get—if you've seen the album,
1: it's beautiful. I haven't. I'm you holding. I'm—I'm going to give four copies away in conjunction with this episode.
2: Well, that's a—that's a CD. The album. Well, that course, is a CD. You're right. It's gatefold. It's beautiful. Yeah, they—they're they, old school. Yeah. You know, it remains to be seen what's going to happen next. After, you know, they're bound and determined to kill all, um, you know, hard, hard, hard copies of everything. So. <laughs> But I, I'm a I, hey, listen, Serafino and all the boys are doing a great job. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this mm-hmm. kind of response to this. When I listened to it and was all said and done, I kept thinking, is, I don't, you just don't know, I'm too close because I, I'd done everything. I mixed the whole thing by myself in a room. And, um, you know, I kept thinking, sounds good, I think. And then people, people are always the final arbiter over what you're doing. Yeah. And the people, you know, It's a shame that people, you know, you like Frontiers. Here's how it works. It's a business. And recording artists only get to make more albums because somebody's willing to invest money in them. Yes. Uh, If you don't buy it, if you don't pay for it, they they don't get a chance again. The record companies stop doing it. And um, musicians have been murdered by the Internet. Murdered. It's absolute slaughter. Yeah. And the record companies are to blame as well. They made behind the door, back, back, back door, behind the scenes deals with all the people who stream and don't ask you to pay for it. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a virtual disgrace to musicians. Not me. I made mine.
1: Right. But, but any, anyone, anyone coming up, how are they supposed to have a living in music? Like well, you did. You it's impossible. Me. Impossible. You tell
2: me. You tell me. I don't know. I keep saying it. Yeah. That's why I said it I was dead because nobody, nobody buys it. Yeah. Well, I have to. Most of it's free, and um, you know what they call a person who pays for something they can get for free—a schmuck. So um, that, that's <laughs> human nature. I can't change it. I don't need to. Right. My last album, They had a good time. Thanks for everything. You know.
1: Well, I again, I purchased these four copies, and, and I'm giving them away. So, so I've given you, I've given you four, uh, four CDs worth of cash. So make sure you get that.
2: I have uh, my kids call you.
1: <laughs> uh, two kids, correct? Yes. Are you Are you a grandfather yet?
2: No, not going to be. My My son can't have children. My My daughter decided.
1: No. Well, you still have. You can still enjoy yours.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, be honest with you. Right now, with this world, I'm glad there aren't any.
1: It's tricky. It's tricky I'm glad right there now. Aren't
2: any. I'd the, be worried to death.
1: Yeah. I mean this album is the best thing to happen to you in 2020 so far.
2: <laughs> really the best thing that's happened to me is is le- leaning into singing into my iPad on an out of tune piano singing the best of times for some Facebook fans. Yeah, that's Somebody cool. Million exp- 120,000 views. I I don't get a million views like that in in 5 weeks. It's it's, it's what? And then the comments. I'm, I see my name in those sentences, my friend. Mhm. But I don't think that they're talking about me, oh. because uh, when did I become an American treasure?
1: Uh, you know, I'm going to say
2: become, I'm going to say about wait, wait, uh, when did I become a gift from God. I think well, God's playing tricks. <laughs>
1: uh, so let me ask you about this: the second track in this album. With all due respect, I, I don't really recall you ever tipping your toe and uh, dipping your toe in any political statements at all. But it seems like there's some. Uh, some politics going on in this one?
2: I hope not. It's, I, I hope it's apolitical.
1: You think it's apolitical? I guess, I, so. I guess because I lean one way when I'm hearing it, I'm thinking that's how you lean. But maybe someone who leans, I'll say to the right of me, might hear this and think the opposite. So, okay, I get what you're saying.
2: You will be, the way you view the song will be through the prism of your own political bent. Okay. That's it. You'll think I'm talking about the other guy. Right. I'm talking media at large. Yeah. The boat here in Chicago. Because mm-hmm. they, they, they create political theater by presenting the extremes, the bash against each other, to get, you know, listeners, eyeballs, viewers. Sure. To sell dollars. What do you see? The video It's going to be released next week. I just finished it yesterday. You're going to have a laugh. It's about it's about the disingenuous grand media. hmm who claim to be nonpartisan, but that's all they are.
0: On the TV talk show, on the radio, the talking heads put on a show.
2: Now, I have no problem with opinion writers or whatever your political point of view is. That's what makes this country great as opposing views. Um, but you can't pretend. Right. You can't hang the banner of that you don't lean either way when everyone who has a brain cell functioning knows you do. Right. That That's a disservice to our democracy. Making everyone appear to be more divided than we are. I yeah. called it now, put the, put the camera on the burning car.
1: Instead there's of, a dem- yeah, instead of putting a, the car out, let's put the camera pull on Pull back it. your feet,
2: you see, in every direction, there's like, oh, there's 800 people on the street making a mess. It, it turned into worse than that. This has nothing to do with the most recent thing. Right. But, it's, it's in general. But TV media, specifically, they, they, They function on the um, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The car wreck. Mm -hmm. People have stopped to look at it. Yeah, that's what people do. And three hundred forty million people over here. You got you got some over here having a tough time. Put a camera on it. We're all in a tough time. It's not true. It's an exaggeration. Yeah, and they've exaggerated the differences between us to make money. You want to know why people are pissed? Because they've been forced into camps by a constant barrage of horseshit. So, you, I, you want to know something? Uh, let me just, uh, you know, when you did you laugh the first time you heard the chorus?
1: Yeah, I did.
2: All, okay. How many times have you looked at the TV and heard somebody say, with all due respect, and wanted yeah. to jump up...
1: And, <laughs> I know, because with all due respect is followed by an insult or, you know, an F ag- you.
2: A- acknowledgement of the falsehood of the prior statement.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, now, I know you, you have
2: anybody who said with all due respect is saying to you.
1: Yeah. You know what's coming. You know what's coming next if someone says that to you.
2: I would say don't listen to anything said before the word but.
1: <laughs> with all due respect, Dennis, this album is great.
2: I'm not going to argue with that.
1: Now, let me ask you about this. You and Jim Peterick wrote this together. Who came up with the talk, talk, yada, yada, blah, blah, wolf, wolf?
2: Oh, that's all me. Fake news, talk, talk, catty, fake facts, new days, bog, new, days. new hacks, fake truth, catty,
0: fake lies. Guess what? Right. El- Surprise, Yum, fake fun, catty, fake, fake facts. Hey, look, However, new tax, fake red,
2: fake blue, fake me. Well, fake you. You, you, you. Those lyric. that's me. I'm the lyric. So if I would you're... say, vast majority of the songs. All right, Jim's uh, Jim's idea for "Run for the Roses." He brought it in, and then we finished the lyrics together. But I am essentially we done we did lyrics together. Isn't that about it? But that's me speaking to you. Yeah, every word, all the respect is me. In
1: I fact, always I
2: first he was afraid of it. We can't say that, Dennis. Yes, we can because everybody's saying it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's refreshing. The um. Yeah, I always assume I always assume uh, that if you're singing it, you want the words to be words that you wrote, because they're going to be coming out of your mouth for the rest of your life.
2: Unless somebody writes great lyrics, I'll sing those. I'm, I'm not ashamed. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> well, you did. You know, you did do a cover of uh, Broadway uh, songs. So obviously, those meant something to you.
2: No, I got that job by accident. <laughs> really? I was the Jesus Christ superstar, and Danny Goldberg who managed me. It was running Atlantic, and he saw it, and He said, "Hey, you were great. You want to make an album?" I said, "Is there money involved?" <laughs> he said, "Go make an album." So I decided, you know, to do set on Broadway. I had no—I had never had any ambition to do it or desire. But uh, that's—you know, i glad I did, it, and I love that record. I just love it. But I just picked—you know—songs I thought I could sing.
0: I dream I meant to gallop- a most amazing man He had that look You very rarely find The haunting Haunted kind I asked him to say never said a word as if he hadn't heard. And next the room was full.
2: Well, you, you know, people think people are going to attribute things to me as I did to the Beatles, because we think they're so much smarter than us. Um, but really, I'm a kid with an accordion who made things up as he went along and got some things right. But, um, you know, like the Grand Delusion says, deep inside, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. As we spin through the universe, uh, we uh, we group of meat pies held together by string and chutzpah. And are figuring out that we don't mean that much, do we? No, I don't think so.
1: That's um I was listening to the grand Illusion just uh, you know a, a week or so ago. and when that line came up, deep inside we're all the same, it, I was like, what well, these guy wrote this in 1977. I mean this is this is how it should be. I mean, it's pretty amazing that you uh, tapped into that line, you know, way back I- when.
2: Let me get back to rock critics, our lyrics and sticks. All those bands you mentioned that you liked, they're all great bands. I love them just like you do. None of them even scratched the surface of what we talked about in our songs lyrically about the country, about self-empowerment, about the things we see, like the Grand Illusion, yeah. about the dangers of technology, the dangers of <clears throat> consumerism, capitalism, which is the Grand Illusion. I, and with all due respect, you don't remember this. I'm going to remind you, because I just did a press release. 1979, the lyrics to the second verse of Borrowed Time. I'm so confused by the things I read. I need the truth, but the truth is I don't know who to believe. The left says yes, the right says no. I'm in between, and the more I learn, the less that I know. We're living high, we're living fine, living high in Borrowed Time. I said that in '79. Yeah. What's different in that, with all due respect? It's the same guy observing the same stupidity. Uh, but nobody who wrote about rock music could take anything we said seriously because they didn't like the music we were making. They were blinded, and they were wrong,
1: and they were stupid. Yeah. I, I agree I with did, you. Did I
2: say in '79? I don't know who to believe. These these these, these mooks... Scream these mooks. Scream, uh, you, uh, you, you, you kind of gave away your political feelings, sure. to Me, sure. Here's a mistake. Let, let me just say this to you I believe that you would like to take some from column A and some from column B and put them in a pot and call that your belief. That would don't be nice. It would be nice. I don't have to believe everything these idiots say, nor those but we're being forced into those camps. Yeah. Choose bull. I'm calling it out. I'm sick of it. You think it's going to do us any good? This country is in trouble because of it.
1: Yeah. And um,
2: I'm angry. Do I sound it? I'm angry.
1: You do sound angry. I mean, I I think everyone a little bit is angry. And um, I usually don't talk about politics on the show because, but I brought it up, but um, because I brought it up because of the song, but um, because I want people to have a place to go to get away from it. You know what I mean? Just enjoy
2: Not politics. Yeah. This is about manipulation of mm-hmm. our culture and our psyche by people who are doing it for money. Right. You, uh, do you know which side I'm on right or left? I don't think you should, because I might giving it away.
1: I mean, I, I, I don't know for a fact, but I mean, as a fan of yours, I would like to think we're on the same side, but who knows? But that doesn't, I'm in that doesn't detract me from enjoying you and your music. I'm in the middle. Yeah. But eventually, you know, when you go to the voting booth, that's when you're not in the middle. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Someone uh, told me once, if the, you don't vote.
2: My, I voted for neither of the major candidates. That's the, that's the best i will give you.
1: Okay. But you voted. Yes. Okay. Because if you don't vote, you can't complain. No. So I, I vote. Yeah. So I always I.
2: vote. Look, I'll write somebody in if I don't like what I say.
1: Well, write me in next time. I'd love to get a vote from Dennis Dion. You would, would not want to be a politician. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me read a, a lyric from The Best of Times. This we go, we're going back to 1981 when people lock their doors and hide inside. Rumor has it, it's the end of paradise. But I know if the world just passed us by, baby, I know you wouldn't have to cry. I mean, th- this is right now. This is right now. And when I read a lyric like this, the phrase that when you say, um, wow, this lyric is just as re- relevant today as it was back then. I wish we would get to the point, Dennis, where these lyrics weren't relevant anymore. When people
0: lock their doors and hide inside Rumor has it it's the end of paradise But I know If the world just passed us by
1: You know what I'm saying?
2: You're wishing you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, Here's what I would say. Don't legislate against human nature.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Don't do it. You know, people want they want stuff. They want stuff. Name it. Is it justice? Mm -hmm. Is this? Is it? Here's the thing. I don't like the word deserve.
1: You got to earn it. I
2: I don't like the word fair. As far as I can tell, after 73 years, I see no fairness in this mm. universe. Do you? When kids born with severe um, physical defects, right? when somebody can explain that to me, I'll understand fairness. And deserve, ee, nobody deserves nothing. You get what you get. Yeah. And you don't get what you don't get. Right. So I try to strike those from my vocabulary. Yeah. Because you're setting yourself up for disappointment and it's great to have high ideals, but now welcome to earth. (laughs) Right. For instance, as far as I can tell what we want and what we can get as we evolve and try to be better as a species, um, at times to me, it feels like the evolution, the way people are behaving. um, And I got to be honest with you, all the religions, everything you could study in philosophy comes out of the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have. That's it. That's how if you you just follow that.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm not I was I was raised Catholic, but I I don't practice anymore. I'm not religious. We're, We're not religious in the house. We've just taught our children to be good people. Just be nice to other people, you know. And and they'll be nice to you. Hopefully, they'll be nice to you. But I agree. I, at the base, that's what all religions are.
2: And then human beings get involved. Yes, and they and, turn them to they turn them into something like what? Egypt, what did you just say? Yeah. Um, and that's the problem. Human beings. You know, I used to like human beings. I'm not so sure anymore. People, and, right? And when, Mark, when Marky Mark, uh, the Facebook kid, right?
1: Yeah, I know who you mean, Zuckerberg
2: to him when he said i want to my goal is to connect everyone I said if you met everyone what are you doing <laughs>
1: right i get i'm it. not wrong no hey you let's... Know what the trouble
2: of the world is right now let me give it to you you want philosophy
1: uh, i'm happy you... sure
2: you're, you, right let... now you're thinking I'm so happy I called this guy <laughs> no
1: now, I... just... <laughs> i'm just paid attention I wanna office. I want to hear your opinions hey. then we'll get back into music okay let me hear it
2: part of the world's problems right now is the interconnectedness of us of us all mm-hmm. it's pointed out clearly the differences between us yes so whatever it is human beings don't like that they're not happy with it and they're not going to be happy going forward so were there rich people when I was uh, growing up in a two flat in the south side forming a band I didn't know I didn't know any didn't know any mm-hmm. Rockefeller yeah rich people didn't know any now, you can go into their houses. Yeah. You can see photos of everything. Remember when, let, let, all right, for instance, there's a girl. Ooh, in high school, she I like her. You like her a lot. What would you have given to have a photo of her that you could hold of your own? You couldn't get that.
1: No. Now you can.
2: On Facebook. Now you can see her in a bikini in a house dress. I think a little mystery between human beings is a better thing. The only thing that the, the, the benefit of the internet met, and internet to me is the, is basically science mathematics. This is where we'll, will will we'll benefit us. Right. Everything else is, you know,
1: not essential. And you're, you're not on Twitter. You're not a Twitter guy. You have a Facebook page and that's enough this in this a website. Guy,
2: this guy, Dorsey, the inventor of, you know, foot and mouth disease. What good has Twitter done? Nothing. No. It allows people to shoot their big mouths off. Who gives a crap what you think?
1: Now, it does. It it does help me with podcasting in that I can I can tweet out, hey, uh, dropping next Thursday, Dennis D. Young and, you know, to promote.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you're justifying narcissism.
1: Well, I'm just, I'm just, I just use it to promote the show. Look at me, I have the podcast. (laughs) Look at me, I have a...
2: (laughs) Well, I look... I'm in that, wait a minute, I'm in that
3: business.
2: (laughs) I had to pass muster. You're cracking Here I am, here's my music, like me. Now it's like I have a podcast. My Palmer well, has a podcast. Well, I know, but look, Dennis. He asked me to Dennis, be on this week I said no, I don't know nothing about bending pipe.
1: <laughs> it, but Dennis P, I, I have, I have listeners from all over the world. That's crazy to me, and it's only because of the internet and things like that. You know what I mean?
2: Okay, good for you. You have listeners. You little narcissist.
1: <laughs> I'm not a narcissist.
2: <laughs> all right. Aren't you look, glad you called me. Uh, I'm
1: kidding you. I know but you are. Out. Look, said
2: I said essential. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is frivolity, what we're doing here. Yeah. We're we're providing entertainment for people. And some people have already clicked off and said, I hate this guy with this red shirt. I doubt it. Who t- died and made him boss? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, kids, I'm 73. I'm telling you what I think. This guy over here, he called me and asked me to come out and talk. Here I am. This is <laughs>
1: I usually I usually
2: I listen, uh, he, he just doesn't want to hear the truth. And the truth is, uh, I don't know what to believe.
1: <laughs> well, that's true. T- that's that's the t- real truth. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, he, usually
2: you, with all due respect the, the video is just all these breaking news things are flying across the screen. And then it the, comes on and says, this just in. Nobody knows nothing.
1: <laughs> well, I, when that video, when that video comes out, I was going to tweet about it. But now I'm not going to.
2: I don't care. I know. I'll survive. Uh, uh, hey, listen. If I'm relying on you, it's like <laughs> it being in the theater and worrying about the New York Times. You're screwed. I'll just uh, go. I'll just go on. I'll just go back on uh, Gil- Gilbert Godfrey's podcast and do another show with him. He loved me. I'm kidding you. Listen. Do you, I, do I you think God. I don't like you? I think you love me. I do. I know you do. But I'm, this is what I'm. My fans said when this thing hit. Dennis, we need your music now more than ever. Yeah. And you know what I said to my fans? I said, I'll, I'll take a vaccine. Because this is what I'm, when you you, you and your Twitter and uh, mm-hmm. and me and, and, I'm on here. Why, why I'm on here? Yeah. So I, you can see me and like me. It's not essential.
1: No, it's, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's right. not. You're right. When you compare it to a vaccination, no, of course it's not. No. Of course and so it's I not. said,
2: when I made this album, I'm out in the teeth of this thing. Mm-hmm. People want to talk. I mean they like the record. God bless them. Yeah. And I'm talking, I'm thinking to myself, should I be doing this right now? I mean, I'm thinking, is this little album I made okay makes people happy? And you know, I, I have a hard time justifying it.
1: Yeah, um, but, but happiness is important happiness is essential. And if it is. and if the record's million, bringing you're happiness right, You're right. Because it's a lot just, of a lot of artists have pushed their records back till later in the year, which I don't understand because we can get music. We don't have to leave the house to get music. You know, we can we can down, buy the download and order it. So, so it is bringing joy and joy and happiness is essential. So, I you know yes I will,
2: okay. yes okay I'll take the vaccine okay well yes. And if you if, really if it's a, if, happy if, if you can go out and eat a pizza in a pizzeria is Dennis's song Well, who cares don't need that now
1: is, um, is, is that what you're missing most right now going out to a restaurant. I have been
2: hugged my kid kids in
1: three months. Where are your kids? Where are your kids located?
2: One, da- my daughter's in, is down down in Florida, but my son's twenty minutes from me. Works for me.
1: Well, and can't he? can he come over if you've been quarantining and he's been quarantining? I don't trust.
2: I don't tr- I think he's got cooties. I don't trust. him. <laughs> Look, but I'm getting back to the. I understand we need diversion. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes insight, but mostly. I love this. It makes me feel good. We need that because you know what human beings are? They're the only species that knows they're finite. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs, you know why dogs are so happy? They don't know they're going to die. <laughs> 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 this is it. Human, all human behavior is based on that fact that we know that nobody likes it.
1: Right. It's true. Okay. I never so, thought of that. Moving on. Can I, we move? This, can I, can I kiss your ass about music again? I don't mind. Let me just throw Let's throw some stuff down here You recorded okay. 13 studio albums With Styx 8 top 10 singles 7 of those Written by Dennis D. Young And sung by Dennis D. Young You have the sole Number 1 song in Styx Babe
0: Babe i I must be on my way The time is drawing near My she
1: incredible lady come sail away best of times mr Roboto, don't let it end show me the way and then seven studio albums solo studio albums from dennis DeYoung. that's that's a quite a career is there yeah you is there a yeah. highlight for you in all these years i think it's been in the last 10 years
2: when fans like yourself mm-hmm. at the ford theater how old are you
1: I'm 56.
2: You came up to me, I want this guy's signature on my record. Mm -hmm. I never counted on that. From a 56-year-old, people coming up and telling me how much what I did for a living meant to them. That's the greatest thrill of anything because it means to me that I did something of value for others while I was trying to do that for myself. Narcissism. I was interested in being loved more by my mom. Which is it with for you? Your your mom or your dad? Who whose approval did you need more? Save it for the, your psychiatrist. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so that's what drives us. We're kids. We're looking for love and approval mm-hmm. from from our parents. That's what drives all human beings and all the behavior.
1: And when you when you achieve success, were your par- were your parents happy for you? Were they thrilled? Or did they still want you to well, be the- an attorney?
2: The, no, they never wanted that they they my mom had a rough life, and she she put all her eggs in my basket, okay, a lot of pressure for her kid yeah so i was I was bound and determined to be successful and ambitious it drove me it drove me to think as Dr. Seuss said, the biggest things I was capable of and to make the best music and always be you know being the very best I could so. And the quest for that, apparently I've made millions of people very happy. But when I was doing it, I was thinking that you at 56 were never going to come up to me and say, look what you did for my life. Right. You were just, you were a kid in skinny tight jeans and a t-shirt <laughs> that you can't fit into anymore. I try. And, 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 and listening to me and thinking I knew something. Right. I was making you happy. When you know what I was trying to do? I was trying to kick the asses of Aerosmith and Queen, Warner. Mm-hmm. I was in the ring. I was in a competitive mode to be the to be the champion, as Queen said. Yeah. That's what I was doing. Yeah. And so the joy is, oh my God, what a wonderful thing has happened to me after seeing the Beatles and deciding that's what I was going to do for a living, to have this, this, this wonderful life where um, I not only did something in an attempt to make myself feel better but actually made others feel better. Yeah, Look, you go, you go to you, I dare you to go to the best of times uh, iPad thing I did, you know, that whatever it is.
1: Oh, I watched it.
2: R- read the comments. I dare you. I'm I am a national treasure <laughs> and I'm sent from God. And I think no, wait a minute. I'd have to have a, ta- a conversation with God about that. Um, I'm a kid yeah. with an accordion, the, uh, and I can't help but think. Well, I'm glad people feel that way about me, but I see my name in the sentence, Dennis. You are, and I go, no, don't ask my wife about that. Hey, <laughs> an, an, fifty years of marriage, she'll tell you some stuff.
1: We were we were talking about how it's impossible to make a living as a musician now. If you, if you were starting a band now. It took you guys, you know, in 1972, the first album comes out, Sticks, but it takes quite a while until you really break through. And that, that would never happen today. If your first album out of the gate, isn't a winner, you're done. And I mean, when do you think you really came, you know, I mean, the second Sticks 2 head Lady and that was a big hit, but then you had a couple out, al- you know, then it's a couple albums and you're still, you know, working it.
2: Let me did, tell you did, the story, and this is why my philosophy, and if you're, you're feeling any false humility here, it's not false, and here's why.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I wrote Lady, it was the first time I ever sang by myself and wrote for an album. Mom, the sixth album was written for the first. Mm-hmm. The producer in his infinite stupidity said, no. The whole trajectory, I think, of Styx's career would have been different, but it wasn't. Yeah. It came on Stick two. The record company was local, had no power to do anything. Lady was a stiff. Sticks 2 was a stiff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I had five songs on there. There were seven in seven total. It was my statement. Here's Dennis. And I was the, the anti Sally Fields. They hate me. They really hate me because it didn't sell anything. Yeah. We did two more albums. And on the release of the fourth one, during those next two albums, I tried to be anyone but myself because I was certain that they hated me. Right. We go up to the stone container building in chicago to promote our last album we're out of album deals
1: and so would this be man of miracles that's right okay
2: JY and i go up the dai which is the fm station that may play something down in that same downstairs in that same building is wls the most powerful am radio station in america Mm
1: -hmm. yeah absolutely
2: we just say, well, just knock on the door and leave an album. They're not going to see us. They're the Pope. We're the peasants. Um. And they said, oh, Jim Smith said, come on in. He wants to talk to you. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're going into the Vatican. So we walk in a the room. There's this guy, Jim Smith. He says, I won't play anything from the Man of Miracles. I'm going to play Lady tonight at 8 o'clock on John Records' Landecker show. I'm going to play it once a night at eight o'clock because I think it's a hit. He did that. And that's why we're talking. Yeah. That's how ephemeral. If he doesn't do that, you, you probably don't even know lady. Yeah. That's the difference in in this universe between success and failure. And, and, I never forgot that and, lesson.
1: Yep. And there's where well, there's luck there, but then there's there's some moxie because you guys said, well, let's let's knock on this door. Let's go in here. So you that ain't you, it.
2: He was doing it whether we came in or not. That's oh, he, would, to he was he was gonna it. play he
1: was gonna play lady no matter what.
2: We just happened to walk in and hear it.
1: Okay, so that's just that's just a freak circumstance then.
2: Here's what it is, kids. Pay attention now. There's a lesson in life. Because our record company was so crappy, we couldn't get booked outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. We were stuck, constantly playing for high school dances, college mixers, your mother's anniversary, whatever yeah. it was.
1: But you signed that record deal because it's a record deal, right?
2: Yeah, there's pizza and then there's pizza. Same thing with record deals. So, unbeknownst to us, in our misery, stuck as not not a national act, Chicago.
1: Yeah, regional. You're a regional act.
2: Yeah, the region was Chicago.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Didn't go into Indiana too much. No. So, the kids were coming home from our concerts and requesting Lady because they heard it live and they went, I love that song. We didn't know that was happening. The guy at LS said, we had shown up in the top 10 most requested songs at WLS for over a year. And they said, we never get requests for songs that we're not playing. So the guy paid attention. So what we thought was our weakness, not being able to get out of Chicago, it turned it turned the whole situation on its head and it was good for us. But we didn't know that.
1: Now before Lady was started to get this airplay, did you guys still perform it in the set list prior to it or did you have to put before, it back in there?
2: For three years. We played for almost two and a half, three years. All right. Every night. Cool. And uh, we did a little following in Chicago, but it was these kids going, I like Lady. I wanna hear it and that's it. And uh, that's it.
1: So then uh, because of Lady, I guess that's when AM starts to c- come knocking.
2: We got a hit record. Uh sticks to the, the, the album that was rejected went gold. Lady was a worldwide hit. Yeah. Um mostly in Canada, United States, England, South Africa, believe it or not. And um we we, we got off that, that that uh that terrible record company signed with AM Records. And then we had a string. The next album was Equinox, where I kind of took control mm-hmm. of the band because of Sticks Two and Lady, and I said, "Okay, I, they do like me. I know what to do."
1: And let's uh, let's and, let's tell everyone who the band is at that point. It's uh, it's uh, Chuck and John Pinazzo, uh, and and, J, uh, and J- 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 Young. JY Young, James JY Young, and Dennis D. Young. Okay,
2: yeah, and um, um, we record Equinox again. It sells three hundred fifty thousand copies. Very respectable. Yes, but not not career breaking. And I kept thinking, oh my god, what do we have to do? So then we did Crystal Ball. Got a new member, Tommy Shaw. That sold two hundred fifty thousand. Now, what
1: companies. happened with John? Because I, I, I don't know that. What? Why didn't? Was he just tired? He, he, he was, um, he was odd.
2: Always was. Okay. But a tell. Me, but he didn't want to be on the road anymore. Okay. He didn't like it. He had a little boy. And he and his wife were, you know. What the hell's going on here? And he had been threatening to quit for six months, and, and he finally just quit. Okay. So um, it was no it was no creative differences. He had to go home take care of his family.
1: Okay, that's admirable. So
2: that's how it happens. Yeah. Then and, and then Tommy joins, and Crystal Ball, the album sells two hundred fifty thousand copies, hundred thousand less. <laughs> right. So we do Grand Illusion, boom. Come out away. the 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 barn doors fly open. We have this huge record.
1: When today, you're re- when you recording Grand Illusion, do you know, do you know it's a, Do you know you've got something here? Not with just the song, but with the whole album. Or or did it, did it just feel like the last two albums? It's just uh, we have a great collection of songs.
2: No, I, th- I knew it was better. Okay, but I thought Equinox was better. So here's what happened: Grand Illusion blows the doors wide open. Suddenly, the world is exposed to us. Equinox, within one year, sells 2.5 million records.
1: People go back.
2: Somebody made a mistake at the record company. The music hadn't changed, right? Uh huh. It was there. We released it. How come it got better? Because it's a music business. Gotcha. And then they went back, and I think Crystal Ball might be platinum by now, but sold around 800,000 copies. And then we went on to have four triple platinum albums consecutively.
1: Which is and which? which, which I think that's a record. I don't. That, that's at that time it definitely did, was.
2: Then we did Kilroy. Was here, sold two million, so we lost a million. Yeah, but that was quite a career.
1: Now, it, I find that a lot of bands cannot produce their own music, but that's not true. With Sticks, you guys you know, like some people need an outside producer. You you mentioned Aerosmith, Queen had outside producers. You guys know knew how you wanted to sound, and you guys nailed it. These records sound phenomenal today. Was it well, w- w- was it a collaborative producing effort? W- were you behind the board more? Or yes,
2: yes, with me at the helm. Okay. Now, by, by the helm, I just mean this. Um, perfect example: Renegade and Blue Collar Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, mixed. Uh, and then I came and listened to him. I said, Oh my God. And I remixed them. And those are the records you hear on the radio. All right. I was, uh, I, I was not an iron fisted guy. We were all cooperative.
1: Um, so when you remix those two songs and the guys hear your mix, are they like, Oh yeah, that was better. Sure. Okay, good.
2: As best, as best as your, your bandmates can articulate those feelings. Okay. Um, Well, they became the ones on the record. So apparently they didn't say that blows. Um, But really, it was. um, I was, let's face it, you can be a leader without being a pain in the ass dominant, dominant son of a gun. You can lead by you lead by. Persuasion. Mm -hmm. You lead by setting an example. Nobody could work harder than me. I was possessed. And so if you like those records, you know, I had something to do with them. Right. They could have never made without all five talents. Never. I didn't make those albums. I played my role. Right. You no. Know? And yeah. that's all.
1: Now, you've been married for 50 years. So your wife, is it Suzanne? Suzanne, she was around for all of this. Were you able to were you able to leave work in the studio and not bring it home with you? How does that work? Have you seen,
2: have you seen to the good old days video? I don't think so. I'm gonna come I'm gonna, where are you in California? I'm getting on a plane. You you this is the news this is the new single with Julian Lennon.
1: Well, I've heard it, but I, 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 yes, I've heard it, but I haven't, of course I've heard it. I thought you said, did I I see it? Is there a video for it?
2: Stop, watch it and call me back. (laughs) No,
1: no, I'm, I'm, I'm never letting you go.
2: It's, it's to to your point. Okay. It answers the question about my marriage. Okay. The whole thing is a home videos and old photographs of my life and it shows family was more important. Mm -hmm. No, no, my career was number one, but family was all part
1: of it. Right. And but going into it, she knew she knew this was this, she was along for the ride because she's been here the whole time. So, yeah. so that's so congratulations, you found a winner.
2: I had, um, yes, I did. Thank you. I had a record, I had a, a daughter and a wife before a record deal. I was a school teacher, I had to be responsible. Yeah, and um, watch the video. I
1: will right wanna, when we're done,
2: you'll see. What's important to me? It's right there, and um, and it's nice. Be- it's,
1: it's nice that you gave this up-and-coming kid. What's his name? Julian Lennon. You gave him a shot. That was nice of you.
2: Well, his dad's band was pretty important to my life.
1: Yeah, so throw him so a bone. Can
2: help, how can I help Jules? Um, he hadn't been doing any music, uh, he- and uh, I wrote this song because I wanted uh, I wanted to do a tribute to the Beatles. I wrote this song for he and I to sing. And I sent it to him cold. It's called To the Good Old Days. I don't know him. Never met him. Sent it to his business manager. Boom. He said yes. He'd be honored. We met in New York. He sang his vocal. I came home and finished the record. I love it.
1: So you, That's good to know. Because sometimes when I see these collaborations, I don't know if you're actually in the room with the person. But you guys were.
2: We're together. Great. And um, it's a beautiful song.
0: It's so hard to say goodbye So I promise not to cry But any tears that might be shed Are only tears of joy And I thank my lucky stars That we've come so very far Rising up against the odds To where we are today and though there may be sadness so raise a glass Cheers to one
2: You know, it's about the important things of life that, you know, um, old people look back, young people look forward. That's just a fact of life. Yeah. And this looking back and saying, OK, we went through all this and here we are. Cheers to you. Cheers to me. Raise a glass. Um, that's all it's about. It's hey. like best of times for 2020.
1: And uh, Julian Lennon, by the way, his his catalog of music is undervalued. I I suggest people go and seek out that music because he's really really great artist.
2: He carry boy, you're going to carry that weight a long time. Yeah, Beatles said that on Abbey Road.
1: Mm-hmm. And did you and Julian collaborate on this? Uh, did you write this song together?
2: No, I wrote it. Okay, I wanted him to collaborate with me, and he um. He said he liked it. Okay. Good. I said, hey, why don't we do this together? Here's a verse. Write a verse here. Make a note. No, no I like it.
1: He liked it as it was.
2: He liked it. What am I going to say?
1: You're I'm gonna not going to argue. You're just going to say thank you.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Let's talk a little bit about sticks. Uh, a great run. You guys had a great run. And then then you guys stopped for a while.
2: Tommy Shaw quit.
1: Tommy Shaw just quit. To
2: make, ben didn't break up. He, he quit. He quit. And then, he,
1: and then you career. get, and then you brought Glenn Burton in. And you, uh,
2: and, waiting and you for him to come back. Yeah. Here, let me get, set the record straight. Okay. He quit as he admittedly says, while he was high on cocaine and alcohol to pursue a solo career, leaving the four of us wondering what just happened. Mm-hmm. J Y, John and Chuck insist that I replace him immediately. I said, what? Him? Let's give him a chance. Go make a solo album, come back. And uh, he made three. And every year or every six months, James Young would call me and say, let's replace him. Let's go forward. And I say, "Why? he's Tommy Shaw. I'm Dennis DeYoung. We're the guys that are writing all these songs. Yeah. The thing, people are not going to be happy if we replace him. Finally, he went and joined Damn Yankees there's more to the story. What's the difference? And it was apparently he wasn't coming back. So we brought in Burt Nick for one album.
1: And, and you and you had, a, you had a big hit with Show Me The Way.
0: Every night I say a prayer In the hopes that there's a heaven But every day I'm more confused As the saints turn into sinners This empty place inside. So afraid.
2: hits in three
1: decades yeah because of that so jump in because i wasn't you normally before i start an interview like this dennis i say is there anything you don't want to talk about but i didn't i didn't ask you that up front so
2: 73 what are you going to do to me (laughs) anything you like
1: all right so dennis the first too
2: personal but go ahead
1: even though i'm a lifelong fan the first time i got to see you guys in concert was the reunion tour you guys did and, uh, oh. sadly I didn't get to see, I never got to see John, but Todd was amazing on drums and you guys were, you guys were so good that night. I saw you at the universal amphitheater out here in Los Angeles. You guys were so good that night that in my head, I was thinking, how could they have been any better than this in the heyday? Cause this is killer. Were you, were you happy with the reunion tour? Four million
2: people have gone to watch it on YouTube. That's a that's a live video. It's unheard of. Mm -hmm. You can see this. I don't have to pull punches. That was the very best live American rock and roll band of all time. Nobody could hold the candle to us.
0: Tonight's the night we'll make history. I share. To tie back the back for hands of time,
2: and stay with you here all night.
0: So take your seats and don't. We need your spirit's high To turn on these theater lights Brighten the darkest skies Here at the
2: Play I intensity. played with them all. We sounded like our records, yeah, because we could duplicate them. We had three singers. We could dance. We could jump around. We could entertain you.
1: And you There's didn't. Never been, and you didn't. Never, and you didn't augment. Yeah, and you didn't augment it with a bunch of background vocalists or a horn section. It was just the five of you guys.
2: Once in a while, we we brought a horn section out. Right when there was a song that had horns on it. Yeah, but. Nobody was good as us, as Mm -hmm. a live band. I mean, I love the Eagles. They had great songs. They're, you know, probably the very best American pop band, whatever you want to call these things, from songwriting.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: The Eagles could have never followed us on a stage. Same thing with Queen. Love Queen. They didn't sing everything. Where were the voices? Gone. On tape. Not us. Right. Playing, singing, dancing. Like I say. White guys singing high and playing loud. <laughs> and I'm, hey, look, why should I pull any punches? Go look at that. No, go look at 96, what you just said.
1: Oh, I've watched that.
2: It was true. Yeah. And it wasn't a fluke for you at the universe. That's who that band was. Yeah. I mean, the talents of Tommy and J.Y. and myself, the Panazzo brothers, with or without jam. Yeah. I rest is stone. Special
1: absolutely very very special so it brings me to then i was very excited when you guys were going to record a new album brave new world but for me and i'm just going to be honest with you this doesn't sound like a band album it sounds like here's dennis's songs here's the other guy's songs and we'll just sequence it this way and there it is there's no cohesion to that album for me i didn't produce it yeah it doesn't it doesn't sound like a Styx album
0: Hold me time. Girl, wild still time.
2: here's what happened at the end of 97 after two successful tours um, I went out by you in San Diego and got the worst flu I've ever had in my life both my wife and I got it like this thing that's going around never knew what it was right. And then I was flat on my back for a year and a half because I couldn't get better. I I didn't know what was. I went to the doctor after that. Finally,
1: and no offense, you're you're really, you're you're a you're a way younger man at that point, so it's even more scary because you're like, hey, I shouldn't be feeling like this. I was fifty. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, um, I finally realized that on... At night I felt better at night and I felt better when the lights were out and I felt better when I was out in the sun I realized it's my eyes and so I started wearing sunglasses and staying out of the sun and little by little I realized I'm feeling a little bit better but I was my immune system was completely
1: compromised now we, now did, did what what you self? So, right now is, is, this, is this a real thing is this a real thing or did you self diagnose yourself back then is there a name I for this at, right right after,
2: well, sure this called photos Photo. It's photo something. It's okay. not photosynthesis. That's plants. Right. Okay. Photophobia. Okay. Or something like that. All right. I went to my neurologist and I said, why do I feel better? He said, this is what he said. Well, German. Well. He basically said, people get viruses and they get what we call post viral symptoms. And we in the medical profession can't explain it. Now, you watch the COVID right now. You watch all the various things people are going to develop, and the doctors can't explain it. That happened to me. Yeah. Um, so I got so sick, I had to stop everything. And then, as I, Tommy started sending me songs, he said, We want to record an album. So I said, I love the songs. I'll try my best. We started to record an album. We're like two thirds through it. And The band has, we have a meeting with the manager. He said, it's in February, 1999. And they said, we want, we want to book a tour. We want to commit, want you to commit. I said, guys, I just realized that's my eyes. Give me a chance to recover. I'm not hundred percent. And they said, if you don't show up on this date to rehearsal, we're going to replace you. That's what they did to me.
1: So the guy, the guy who waited years and years and years for the return of Tommy Shaw is that easily replaced.
2: It gets worse. In '97, we weren't supposed to tour. Our plan by the manager at that time was to do our first studio album in 1997. I got a call from the manager late in 1996 after the the, the Paradise Theater tour returned to was finished, and the manager said to me, "Would you consider touring next year?" Tommy Shaw needs an influence. It needs cash. I said, okay. I, but 97, see, I was supposed to be doing this Hunchback of Notre Dame, the premiere of this musical that I'd been working on for three years before I knew sticks was, Stick was even getting back together again. Right. I didn't even know that was going to happen. Right. It happened because we did a Greatest Hits album for AM in 95, and I said, why don't we see if Tommy will sing, since he didn't sing on the original. Lady. And that, that, that's how the, we got the return to uh, Paradise Tour. So... Um I lost my train of thought i'm seventy
1: three um you were talking about uh you you had been working on the hunchback in Notre Dame.
2: Right, I was supposed to have my world premiere in nashville in in the in september of ninety seven so the plan was to do the live do the live do the new studio on ninety seven and I could go back and would be no no problem. but when that happened, I told Tommy, okay, sure. So we produced, I produced the double live album with three new tracks, mixed it, while going back between Nashville, New York, and uh, Chicago, casting, doing all this work on the musical for the the world premiere. My producers had already put in $750,000 into the production. The guys knew that. Right. They knew all this. So Tommy needs money. I can't. Okay, I'll do 40 shows. We can fit him in there. And then we'll do the, we'll do the, uh, the, uh, the studio album, 98. Well, I got so sick in 98 in January, couldn't do anything. So we're recording this album. They decide this is a year and a half after I helped Tommy. They're going to replace me in the band. So what they did after they, they did that there's only there's only two guys left, three guys left in the band. It wasn't a span. Chuck had retired. Yeah, he, he had AIDS. Yeah, and he was, you know, fighting for his life. So the two of them decided to replace me, and um, I couldn't believe it. So they started this campaign of telling this story that
1: you're a founding member.
2: Anything. Anything selling to the fans? He started by saying, "Dennis is retired. He's passing the baton to Tommy. Not Then to anyone." What? What? Wait, wait! I, I... bring the baton back here, I... right? <clears throat> um, and then they said, "No, he will be. He will be appearing periodically on the tour." None of that was true. And then they went on to create the story for behind the music that went like this. If there was ever anything you didn't like about Styx, if you didn't like Mr. Roboto, if you didn't like Kilroy, if you didn't want us to do ballads, it's his fault. That's why we got to get rid of him.
1: So, Dennis, let me let me just interject because here.
2: Finish, because the story that goes like this, we're replacing this guy because he's sick and we want to go run on the road and make money. Right. That's not a good story. When they did that, they split the, this loyal fan base. Yeah. They took it and they blew it apart.
1: And you know what? If you ruined sticks, Dennis, they shouldn't have been singing any of your songs because who would want to hear those? Who wants to hear those uh, yeah. eight top ten singles? Seven well, of them that you like, wrote.
2: Sounds like logic. We'll have none of that
1: in this discussion. <laughs> right. Well,
2: you know, and one of the songs, I mean, the flagship of all songs was Mr. Roboto, which they denigrated, ran me down both personally, personally and professionally, For twenty years saying that that song ruined the band. No, as I've said before, drugs and alcohol ruined the band.
1: Yeah. People love Mr.
0: Roboto. uh, (laughs) You're wondering who I am? Secret secret, I've got a secret machine on
2: What is Sticks doing after running it down for all these years? They're playing it now. Mm-hmm. Last three years, they're playing it live. Yeah, because why?
1: Because people like the song. Of course they do. It makes them feel good. Like we <laughs> talked earlier. Now let me ask you something. It, in the credits of the album, you thank you say finally to John and Chuck Panazzo. Uh, John, I can't say his last name. Very different. Letsky, yeah, uh, James Young, Tommy Shaw. Boys, we did good. So, <laughs> so you you thank them. But then also in the notes you thank your band and you say nobody nowhere plays this music better nobody with an exclamation point. So I guess both of those things are true. But it also but it also sounds like a little bit of, you know. You know what I mean?
2: Both things are true. You saw my show. Yeah. Because nobody plays that music better than us because I sound like me. Yes, There's you do. step number 1. And I got, a, I got a guy who sounds like Tommy.
1: And he, now if I can say this, and this, uh, man, this is when you'll hang up with me. Th- Jimmy and August are fantastic. They kind of look like Tommy and JY. Is that just coincidence? Or were you looking for guys that maybe look like the band?
2: If I would, if if August Edward looked like you, I'd have hired him.
1: All right. Well, I'm glad he doesn't because he looks fantastic.
2: I'll go one. Jimmy Leahy. You don't know this, although I'm starting to get you got naughty pine back there. You don't know this. But Jimmy Leahy was in my band for three years before August.
1: Wow. All right. I didn't know that.
2: That's you know what that is? Now don't now don't hang up on me. <laughs> That's not giving me much credit and it's foolishness. And Ox hair is actually kind of brown. It's not like but listen, my son. Woke me up at 1230 at night. I said, come down and look at this. And it was August in a band called the Grand Illusion in oh, L.A., a tribute. Okay. And I saw it. I went like this. What? He's singing too much time on my hands. I closed my eyes. I said, that can't be. He was hired because. And here's the great thing. He's been in my band 12 years, some years. Sticks fans love him. Even the ones who people can't find fault with with august he's a great musician great singer a great guy and you know the guy who replaced me he's brutalized on the internet yeah by sticks fans who say why did you break up our favorite band right to answer the question no not at all. how so the fact that they look like that and they sound like that what's what are the answer
1: here's the thing when when I saw you uh, this you know a year and a half ago there there was a, there was a woman behind me and she turns to her date and says is that Tommy Shaw? And so that's that's what begged the question for me to ask you this. And if
2: he was a 6 foot 4 inch African American could sing like that?
1: Right. And play and like play that? Play
2: like He's in. I'm look I was there to look to duplicate the sound. Gotcha. Close your eyes. It sticks. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I know people say that on the internet because they really have too much time on their
1: hands. Now, that... that, (laughs) No pun intended? No pun intended. Before I ask you that question, I should have said with all due respect...
2: You know, the thing is um, what J.Y. and Tommy did is they broke up the most loyal fan base of all time, short only to Rush who are nutballs. I love them. They'll... They're going to the mattresses for rush mm-hmm. and kiss yeah. and sticks. Yeah. You don't sell four triple platinum albums in a row because the fan base stayed loyal. Right. And what they did when they replaced me, instead of waiting, was alienate over half the fans. Yeah. Because people have a idealized vision of a band. And they don't want that that ideal busted. And they don't want to see. They don't want. To see, uh, did you want to see the Beatles break up? No, no. You don't want to have to choose. Is it Paul or John? I want the Beatles. I don't want to make that choice. Is it Tommy? Is it Dennis? That, don't make that choice. It's us.
1: Right. So let me ask you this. And I, I know you. Honey, you...
2: I paid? Is this guy paying me for this?
1: <laughs> when look. Whenever you want to go, just give me the high sign and I'll wrap it up. But it's just, it's just so entertaining. And there's so much history and so many great things to ask you that uh, this could, this could go for four hours, but I do want to ask you this. And I know you don't sit around and think of this. Maybe you do. I doubt it. Everyone tells me they don't. When that rock and roll hall of fame thing comes around,
2: where the hell are they?
1: Where where are they? I, I mean, we could list all the bands that should be in there. Yeah, and Sticks 50, should right be in now,
2: there. If if those fifteen are in, why aren't we
1: in? Right. But okay. so you do you think you guys will be able to get on stage and play together? Because a lot of bands don't do it, but a lot of bands do do it.
2: I got no. I got no extra grain. No hatchage, Berry. I told them for the last ten years. Why don't we do one more tour for the for the fans? They have been resistant, one hundred percent. Yeah, the fans want it. If a 100,000 people go read those comments, why is it this guy in sticks? Right. Who are those people? They're sticks fans. Well, good.
1: I'm glad they you. I'm glad you said that because I'm. I'm glad that you're, everybody
2: I'm gl- knows. Everybody promoters know it. Yeah, they're chomping at the bit. Ooh, well, not now. Nobody's tour, but you know.
1: But you've got your thing with this with your new band. You would totally. I mean, you could still do solo shows with your band, but you would you would do a Sticks reunion tour or a farewell tour, whatever you want to, however you want to bill it. You're down.
2: Wave goodbye, bye Sticks.
1: Bye bye Sticks. I don't
2: want to. I don't want to be in the band.
1: But you would do a tour
2: for the fans. All right, love it. Other- I don't need the money. Look at me! I don't it, need your money.
1: I, I see it. I it it, it looks it. lovely I've behind not, you.
2: I, guys like you never saw it. Yeah. Oh, you did see it.
1: Well, I, well, I saw the see. reunion tour, but I didn't see you in the heyday. But I mean, yeah, people people want to see. You know, you know. I I never saw Queen with Freddie Mercury. You know, I, I wish I had. You know, but um, here is the other thing: this the Styx catalog has been neglected all these other bands have re- remastered editions and stuff released on vinyl and bonus tracks and demos and all this kind of stuff. Why has the sticks catalog been neglected in that way? Cause like some of the, some of the CDs are like the only one you can get is the original issue that came out when CDs appeared. I don't
2: control that anymore. That's between the record company and sticks. Okay. And Tommy. Um well, I'm I surprised.
1: Like I'm surprised that they haven't done after, something after
2: after the bad experience we had with Wood Nickel, where they after we hit it with Lady, they went and repackaged our albums in the most god awful, ridiculous looking thing. They <laughs> did whatever they want. Yeah, they embarrassed us. Yep. I had a pledge to the band. I said, "Not doing it, guys. We will only record for A and M that which we're putting on the album. They will get no other tracks." So they can turn around and do whatever they want to us. There are no tracks.
1: Gotcha. So you're, so you're saying the songs that are on pieces of eight, that's it. That was what we recorded. That's on the album.
2: One exception, Grand Illusion. JY wrote a song called Chain Me Down, which was um, uh, replaced by Miss America. Other than that, nothing exists. Okay. That was me saying, never again. Will a multinational corporation Like the ones right now Universal Music Group Who had nothing to do With AM Records Right Manipulating our music To their benefit To our detriment By By making backroom deals With Spotify Yeah So they can get out Of paying musicians What they're due
1: Yeah I know there's a lot Of vinyl fans out there now It's in You know To not You know It's almost impossible To get Sticks Stuff on vinyl Unless you Find it at a used store. You've had your copies forever.
2: No, I, it, no they did that. They, they exist. I have. I have a box. In oh, the they next do. Room. Oh, yeah. Okay. They did all the A and M records. They're on vinyl. And then, of course, my getting back to Twenty
1: Six East. Absolutely.
2: Kids, run out. It's on vinyl.
1: <laughs> do you it's have a, uh, a question about your wife? When you're writing a song, do you play it for her first? Yeah. And does she ever? Has she ever said, mm, "I don't really like that one"? Yeah. No, I said you can sing it better. Never said it. like
2: it. She's mm. laying on the couch next to me. I love it. Uh, yeah, there's songs she doesn't like.
3: <laughs> songs, songs, other band members that I don't like.
2: Uh, uh, you don't like Lorelai. You don't like Best oh, Thing.
3: You're right. You're right. I'm. Wrong. Stop! Yeah, but you didn't sing them alone. Do
2: me a favor. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: this, is no, the, I love this is the best TV show I've ever seen at home with the D Young's. Uh
2: oh, you know. We've had offers for that. I said, no, no, I like my
1: life. Don't do that ever. No. Never. Uh you can't name one couple that did that that didn't divorce. Everyone. Stupid. Yeah, stupid. And every love song is written for the lady on the couch.
2: Yes. Even Mr. <laughs> Even Mr. Roboto. Even Mr. Roboto. She's Mrs. Roboto. All right. Well, she puts for certain things, never mind.
1: <laughs> Dennis, uh 26 East is out there. Everyone can get it. Uh when this is all over, I assume you'll start to do shows again to promote this thing? Yes. Whenever you get the word. Yes. There'll be a volume 2 down the line. Yes. Um, another thing that, that you did right, Dennis is uh, there's ten tracks and sometimes when I pick up an album nowadays it's got 15 16 tracks uh, it's it's usually five or six too many this is perfect ten is perfect is there do you have a favorite or does the Suzanne do you have a favorite on the album what's your favorite song oh the one uh,
3: the
2: one that you sound fabulous is you my love
1: she likes you my
2: love because um She likes my voice. Right. And I'm not singing the Bel Canto. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Um, You know, she likes that. And um, it was a song I wrote about my daughter's divorce. So all the stupid asses out there who who have reviewed the album and said wonderful things about the whole album and said, this is a la babe. It's a love. It's not a love song. It's it's a devastating take on the one who's been rejected. In a divorce, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a it's a tribute to Bobby Hatfield and Roy Orbison, Gene <clears throat> Pitney. It's a late fifties, early sixties style song on purpose because when I heard those guys sing, I said I can do that. I can sing like those guys, so I've written it for my daughters. My daughter she divorced six seven years ago. I played it once for she. Right said, Don't ever play that again. I put it away. Aww. And then when I was doing the album, my wife said, That's a great song, you should put it on the record. So I put it on the record for her.
1: Did you did you go back to your daughter and get permission? Yeah, I asked her. Okay.
2: Yeah. She says she's better. That's good. Yeah. You know, so that's it. You my love is her favorite, probably favorite song. Second favorite.
3: Oh, to the good old days.
2: She likes to the good old days.
3: Because I like the
1: way you sing. You know, she likes singers. Aren't you glad she never got tired of your voice? Let me
2: just say this to you. When she was 15 years old, I met her at a high school dance. And then we'd go to those dances and I'd sing in her ear. And she says, don't (laughs) sing in my ear. I had to marry her.
1: (laughs) And by the way, Suzanne is also a great singer.
2: She is. All right. I've had enough of you. You've been wonderful. I can't thank right. you enough for all this bullshit. But first of all, here's what you're doing. when this is over, I'm going to send you my email, put $50 in an envelope and send that to me for crazy for all this work.
1: Well, look, do something. I, I hope when, I hope when you come to LA again, that I have the pleasure of meeting you in person, because I want to tell you, uh, I never, I never have guessed by zoom, but because I live in LA, I'm able to, I have access to musicians. Everyone is face to face with me. But because of this uh, pandemic and everything, I, I got to go Zoom. And you're my first, uh, you're my first guy on Zoom. So I, I thank you well, from I've the bottom spo- of my heart.
2: Spo- I've spoiled you. No one will ever be as good as this again.
1: <laughs> I, 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 it's going to be tough. It's going to be very I dare, tough.
2: I dare you to top this. You can't. <laughs> now, Somebody actually watches this
1: thing? Well, they'll listen to it. It's an audio podcast. I might throw a couple clips up of you and me because you look so good and I look fine.
2: Listen to this guy. <laughs> Not saying a word. Yeah. Uh, how many people? How many people follow this thing?
1: I have three million uh, listeners worldwide. So maybe you'll maybe you can sell it.
2: A- the, the, the proof positive of the world is going to shit.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: Dennis, I love you, brother. You've been fun. You've been informative. And uh, thanks for putting up with my shenanigans.
1: I loved it. And thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, John Freeman, for helping set this up. And I was—I—I uh, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you this. A friend of mine, Jason Berger, he texted me and he said, you can do this off air if you prefer, but please tell Dennis I'm a huge fan. Yeah. That's from my friend Jason Berger. Straight to you.
2: Well, tell Jason hes exactly the reason I did all this.
1: <laughs> I will let him know. Bye guys. Appreciate Bye. it. Take care. Okay, everybody that concludes the show. What a great time I just had talking with Dennis D young from sticks. So much fun. Thank you, Dennis. I really appreciate you giving me this much time. Thank you also to Suzanne DeYoung young for helping out at the end of the show. Uh, don't forget to support Dennis by purchasing his new CD. It's on, it's on CD. It's also on vinyl, 26 East Volume 1, available from Frontiers Records. Also, you can go to Dennis's website. You can go to Dennis's Facebook page. You can go to our website, rocksolidpodcast.com. You can go to our Facebook page. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Rock Solid Show. And with that, we are done with my first ever Zoom interview. Will there be more? I hope so. All right. As for the playout song, I am going to play out the song that Suzanne DeYoung requested or suggested, or the one that she loves, which is You, My Love. Here we go.
0: Your love is gone. I'm barely hanging on. So lost here with. inside